Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Chris Foster. Sunday, February 20th, the NASCAR Cup season starts with the Daytona 500 airing on Fox. And one of those cars, the 77, driven by Landon Castle, is sponsored by the Fox Nation streaming service. And there's a Fox Nation documentary about the team, Spire Motorsports, called Road to Daytona. It's four parts, with three parts streaming now, and the last coming out Thursday, a few days after the big race. The other day, we spoke with Spire crew chief Kevin Bellacourt about Daytona, growing up near that racetrack in Florida, what race day is like, and changes in the sport this season, with NASCARs using new next-gen cars meant to level the playing field a bit. We talked too much to get it all into the regular podcast and wanted to put it all out there now before Daytona. Thanks for listening and subscribing if you've done that. And now, Kevin Bellacourt on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Kevin Bellacourt, uh, thank you very much for coming on the Fox News Rundown. Uh, let's start by talking about these next-gen cars um, and, and how you think it's going to change the sport. I mean, I think there's a lot of different pieces of that puzzle. Um, I think a huge part of it is obviously the fact that now from from first to 40th in the cup field, you have the same product, the same chassis. Everybody has their own manufacturer. There's going to be Chevy manufacturer body panels and and Toyota and Ford. And, and that, that's going to look different, which is great. It should. Um, but from, for, from a competition standpoint for all of us crew chiefs, we all have the same piece to work with now. Um, whereas before it was just a, it was a spending game, right? It was just who could who had the most people who had the most support from their manufacturer, who could go spend the most money in the wind tunnel, who could find the most downforce. Now, obviously the best drivers still drive for the best teams most of the time. And, and you're going to still see Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott and all those guys run good. That's not going to stop them from being good. But I think what it does is it changes the gap from, from first to 40. So now you're going to get to see people like Corey LaJoy that where they've been maybe hindered by their equipment up to this point in their career, be able to go show their talent, showcase their ability. Yeah. a little bit better and it's an opportunity to be working in the same box as those guys and so whoever can find speed the quickest whoever can find ways to make the car go fast make their driver happy is gonna is gonna excel um obviously the big teams are still gonna be tough they're gonna be good we're chasing them um they have really smart obviously really really smart people really really good drivers but what nascar's done with this car is it gives all of us kind of an equal starting point so to speak for right now in 2022 and it's also a good thing for the owners um they can actually look and know what it, it's it's it was kind of a limitless expenditure before where you would always have something coming and, and another expenditure coming. And there's some of those things popping up with the next gen car that, that maybe we didn't know, but ideally the way NASCAR has got it planned out is, is the owners can have a good idea of what, what everything's going to cost every year and what it's going to look like. It'd be easier for everybody to budget, easier for everybody to make plans as far as that goes to on the business side. Yeah. I mean, before, like, like you said, part of this, part of the team was the engineering and designing and manufacturing and that cost millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, and now it just leaves, it puts the sport more on the track, right? I mean, this is your car, you race it, it becomes more about the skill of the driver and the pit crew and not what led up to it in the, you know, the weeks and months before that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's, it gives us all the same, so to speak, sandbox to be playing in. And, and now it's up to us to go 
go make the most speed out of it and, and put the best effort on the racetrack. And like I said, that's not going to be easy. There's still, there's still the big teams are going to be successful. They got really smart people. They got great people over there that are going to pick up stuff and make these cars go fast. And I mean, we're dealing with, with rules changes this morning, NASCAR made last night at 1130 because we all found ways to, to make these race cars go a little faster by themselves for qualifying tonight. And NASCAR wanted to make a change. So that's just going to be ebb and flow of the season, kind of what we got to do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely going to make it, I think, great for the fans to watch. It's going to be exciting. The other great thing about the next gen car is it looks so much like the street cars. Um, I love that. I think it looks really cool on the racetrack. It gives people at home that are watching NASCAR races a little bit more, um, you know, similarity. If they've got a, one of the, one of these manufacturer cars sitting in their driveway, it looks a lot more similar. So I think that's good too. Cause I feel like we've gotten away from that a little bit in the last few years in the cup series. Yeah, I mean, it makes it a little. You're right. It makes it a little more fun for viewers. If you're watching IndyCar, it's a, it, you know, it's 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 a completely different species than what you're what you've got in your driveway. But if you've got a Chevy Camaro, um, you can kind of put yourself mentally uh, behind the wheel uh, at, at Daytona. I mean, look, racing is one of those things where maybe, especially non-fans, might say, "Well, I can't dunk a basketball, but I know how to drive." What makes Cup drivers great? I mean, you don't have to be seven feet tall. You don't have to be super muscular. Um, I imagine there's more training mentally and physically than there was years ago, right? Absolutely. It's there's there's a few things. Obviously, I mean, there's there's a in my opinion, just a, a very some guys just have a God given natural ability to do it, um, and 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 they're just really really good at driving vehicles. And and I mean, I'm going to use Kyle Larson as an example. Anything that he gets in, he goes fast. That is not by coincidence. He's just extraordinarily talented. Any one of these guys that races on Sunday is very, very, very good. There's nobody that's not a good race car driver in the Cup Series. Um, so, and, and and attributes that make them make them good is just a it's just a skill set. They have an ability to to feel what the car is doing and feel what it needs to do to go fast and be able to control it at a high speed. Obviously, put themselves in dangerous situations and things that a lot of people just aren't willing to do. Um, and and that's one attribute that makes them really good. And like you said, from the physical standpoint, all these guys have really stepped up on their um, training and, and a lot of them eat healthy and they're working out every day. I mean, it's, it's a very physical thing to be in a race car for three and a half, four hours on a Sunday afternoon. And I mean, even here at Daytona where it's not going to be super hot, it'll be a lot. But when we get to June, July, August, the summer months, these guys will sweat out eight, nine, 10, 11 pounds during a race. So it's very physical. It's 130, 140 degrees in the cockpit. So imagine sitting in a sauna with a fire suit and a helmet on, Four, which is three layers thick. So basically a big blanket wrapped around you for four hours and basically just getting water to drink during the day and not, not having anything to eat or anything. It's, it's very physically and mentally demanding. So I think all those between the talent and then the mental and physical toughness to be able to handle what they have to do on a Sunday afternoon to race four or 500 miles is what makes them good. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Uh, I mean, NASCAR drivers aren't, you know, just suddenly NASCAR drivers. What What's the entry into it like? I mean, do you have to – is it necessarily now a rich kid sport? I mean, is there a, is there a, is there an equivalent of a little league or a Papa Warner football – where kids can be ushered into it. I hate to use the term rich kid sport, but I mean, it's, it's just, it's the fact of money. Money is, is necessary to make things go. So, and there's only so many owners that can, that can back so many kids, you know, coming up through the ranks, but yes, there is, there is lower levels. Um, you can go down. I mean, we can go all the way down to just starting when they're young. I mean, you got five, six, seven, eight year old kids and go-karts at, at small racetracks all over the country learning. And, but once you get into the, into the bigger divisions, the ARCA series is kind of really the first series where you, 
get started and you'll see 16, 17 year old kids in, in that series. And those are full bodied stock cars. And then they'll work from there um, as they progress into the truck series, which uh, I think a lot, a lot more people are common probably with the truck series. That's kind of our third level series. And that's a great series. It's about 200, 250 mile races, usually about a two hour race, all pickup trucks, really, really cool, great racing and a great place for kids to learn. They run on a lot of the tracks that the cup series runs mile and a half, Daytona, Talladega. So that's where they can really get their feet wet at the speed and the size of the track and racing. That's going to be like on Saturdays and Sundays. And then the next level below cup is what we call the Xfinity series, which is also a series very similar to cup. Um, it's full bodied cars that run the same manufacturers as the cup series. It's just shorter races, a little bit different horsepower, a little bit different body package, but a good place for kids to make the step from the truck series up. That would be what we would equate to minor league baseball. Once they're in the Xfinity series, generally they're linked up with a bigger team at this point, And they're learning to try to get themselves adapted and ready for Sunday when a seat opens up. Cause there's only 40 spots on Sunday, obviously. Right. Um, are most guys involved in the sport at your level? Did you, I assume you drove growing up, you grew up in Daytona, the 500s, big part of your childhood. Um, did your mom, your mom snuck you in a few times, right? Yes. I, I told that story off the cuff and, and mom's actually driving down here right now. She comes down for the 500. She lives in North Carolina now, um, but she comes down for the 500 every year. So yeah, my mom, my mom did sneak me to the racetrack when we were young. Um, she, uh, she, it was, it's just one of the things, it's just a funny story. And I remember it. she had a Chevy Cavalier, and the, and the ticket price to get in the tunnel was like three times what it was to pay for the ticket just to get into the, the pit area when you got inside. So she'd put me in the back of the Cavalier. And as soon as we get through the tunnel, I'd pull the little latch out of the trunk and drop the back seat and come in. And uh, my mom's like the most honest, nice person in the world, too. So I like I feel like I'm painting this horrible picture, but but it's kind of a funny story. And, and we laugh about it. She was mad at me when she found out I had told people about it. But, um, but yeah, the Daytona 500 is huge to me. Um, just I grew up. Literally, if you drive out the tunnel and turn four and drive straight down that road five miles, you'd run right into my neighborhood. And I was here anytime there was a race car on a racetrack, I was here, um, be it the Rolex 24 or any of the NASCAR events or anything. So came over here a lot with my dad, too, um, growing up. And, and my mom was big, big loved coming over here. And I got to spend a lot of time in the infield watching these races. And, and it's just all I ever wanted to do. So every time I come back to Daytona, it's special. Um, I've had some special moments here too. I've, I've run good in the truck series as a crew chief and, and had a couple good runs in the Xfinity series, but, but to come back here for the Daytona 500, this is my second one. And it's just, it's so special. It's our super bowl. So yeah. for that to be in my hometown and, and just having all the memories every time I pull back in here, it's, it's really special. Well, it's funny that you call it the super bowl. Daytona's the Daytona 500 is a little weird in that it's the marquee event, but it's the start of the season. You know, most sports have their marquee event, at the end, I mean, maybe not horse racing, if you consider the Kentucky Derby their mar- marquee event. Um, but it is a little bit odd that, uh, well, I guess it's, a, it's also a great celebration of the sport. Like, hey, we're, we're kicking off with the, with the biggest race of the year. The, way, the best way I explain it to people, it is, it's different. Like everything else, the, the buildup is to the end of the year, right? And the champion and, and, and all that stuff, which we have that too in Phoenix. So the cool thing about the Daytona 500 is, like you said, it's our marquee event. But basically the other 37 races of the year we basically spend three or four or five days preparing for those races for the Daytona 500. We spend three months preparing for the Daytona 500. Like we've been working on, we go to California the week after the 500 and Las Vegas and, and Phoenix. And those are our next three races. So obviously we're working on that stuff. We got to be ahead of the game and, and ready to go to those racetracks. But since basically for sure, after Christmas, when we came back in January, 85 to 90% of the focus of every one of these race teams is on this race everybody comes here with the thought that they can win the race. Everybody comes here with zero points. Everybody comes here thinking that they can win the biggest race of the year and, and they can, it's, it's feasible, especially with this new car. 
So I think that's what makes it special and, and not everybody necessarily sees from the outside is that our season is very long. It runs from February to November. There's a lot of races and it's, it's, they're all exciting. They're great races. And we have a huge buildup to the playoffs at the end of the year. And there's eliminations during the playoffs. And we have a great season finale at Phoenix. I thought that was an awesome event last year. It was great to have all the fans back there. And that's a great market to have it. But for this, the, the special, another thing that makes Daytona so special is that we spend so much time preparing just for one race. And you'll watch it on Sunday as, as a guy wrecks or falls out or a guy has something happen or somebody finishes second, loses the lead on the last lap. Like, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's just looks like the guys that lost the Super Bowl last Sunday, right? It's, we've prepared two months for this one race and put all our eggs in this basket trying to come win. And, uh, and so that's, I think, another thing that makes it really special. If you want to uh, call, let's say the driver is the quarterback, let's say the crew chief is the head coach. Is that close? And, and what, what's your day like? What, what, is your, what are those three, four hours like for you uh, on race day? I assume you're just constantly on. Yeah, it's, uh, that is kind of try, how I try to do the analogy is, is head coach being the crew chief driver quarterback. And obviously, we've got a, a whole team around us. i got a, a road crew, all my mechanics that come and work on the race car all week. And then we got our pit crew, our athlete guys that come in and do the pit stops that you guys all see on, on Sunday and then Thursday this week for the duels. But for me on a Sunday, um, once we get you know close to race time, I'm basically out on pit road. And yeah, during the race, there's I have an engineer that's always up on top of the pit box with me. And we have a lot of information that's streaming to us basically constantly. We have um, SMT data, which is a, a system that's put in the race car where we can literally see the live um, driver input. We can see his throttle input, his brake input, his steering, where he's at on the racetrack, who he's around on the racetrack, his speed, RPM. So we're always watching that and we can compare him, like our car, to any other car on the racetrack. So we can overlay that. So we can be in a long run at one of these places and run in 50, 60 laps and see somebody that all of a sudden picks up a tenth of a second every lap. We can pull over his SMT data to ours and overlay it and maybe relay that information to the driver. Um, to give him some information, maybe to see if we can find something he needs to move around on the racetrack or change what he's doing with his, you know, feet with his throttle and brakes or steering. So that's one thing we use a lot of. And then we we have all kinds of plans and and game plans, so to speak, during the race when we need to pit, when we're going to be out of fuel, when we're going to be out of tires, what our strategy needs to be. So and that's kind of a constant moving target based off of when a caution falls, what happens. You know, that's we got to be ready to adjust to that accordingly. So I always try to have like two or three plans for each race. And then depending on when a caution falls or what happens and how the race is unfolding, we're kind of ready to audible, so to speak, uh, to a different one. And then you always got to be ready for there to be a problem, too. Like if you get a flat tire or just have something weird happen or you have to come down pit road, you got to be ready to adjust to that, too, and, and kind of reset and, and see what you've got to do to get back to where you need to be. So there's a lot of things happening during the race. They, they go by quick. but They're four hours long, and I swear every time we run them, it feels like an hour, hour and a half just because there's so much stuff going on. Um, but, but it's a lot of fun and, and it's, it's definitely busy for sure. Is it more of a team sport now with all the technology, um, and, and whatever else? Like if you, if you took AJ Foyt and put him in the series today, how is it, how is it a different game than it used to be in the aspect? I mean, it's definitely a team sport, obviously the, the, I, I, I tell people anytime I get the opportunity to, I'm, I'm fortunate to be going to the racetrack with the guys that I go with because you don't have any success without good people around you. And, and I, I always try to tell myself that I've got great, great people around me. It's fire motorsports and, and I'm blessed. So it, it is, it's a huge team sport. Um, I think the team camaraderie is huge. That's always a big thing to me. I think that everybody that's happy and enjoys going to work um, has, has a good time and, and that breeds success. Um, but as far as like plugging in like an AJ Foyt, so to speak, I think that the biggest thing is the competition is so stiff now. I mean, 
from first to 40th in a upfield can be separated by four tenths of a second. And that is nothing. I mean, if you overlay that on that SMT, I was just talking about, you're talking, that can be a car length and that's it. And I mean, I'm obviously what HJ Ford accomplished and Mario Andretti and all those guys is unbelievable. Their competition was, was tough too. And, and they, they did things that their speed was so much higher and they were, they were in different, it's just a different racing era. But the way I would say to correlate that is, is the talent is so deep in the cup field. There's not 10 or 11 or 12 guys that are really good. There's 40 guys that are really, really good. And, and so it's up to us as the teams to try to go to execute the best race, put the best race car on the racetrack and try to try to showcase that talent. So I think it's just, I think it's maybe misunderstood a little bit how hard it is to run 20th in the cup series. It's, it's extremely hard to win. I mean, that's, that's, that's the pinnacle. That's what you want to do. But even just running 15th or 20th is difficult. You have to execute a great day. You have to do things right because everybody else is nine times out of 10 doing the right thing too and has good fast race cars and has great race car drivers. So it's just such a close field. The littlest mistake can be magnified every Sunday for sure. Uh, Kevin Bellacourt, crew chief of the 77 Fox Nation sponsored car this year, Lenny Castle on behind the wheel, Corey LaJoy, the other member of the team. Um, Running for Spire this uh, on Sunday. Good luck. Have a good uh, have have a good time too. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Enjoy the race. It'll be fun. The car looks awesome, so we're looking forward to uh, getting rolling Sunday. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up to the minute news, go to foxnews.com. Did you hear the news? Now you can. With instant updates from Fox News for Amazon Alexa. Just say, Alexa, play news from Fox. In Fox News. It's the latest when you need it. On demand from Fox News and Amazon Alexa. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.